Hello, and welcome to the Evolution Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Andrew Ferraro. Here's my co-host, Dave Sanders. This week, it's all Tiger Woods, the Green Jacket, the holiest of holy, Augusta. So I'm just going to jump right in, Dave. What was your thoughts as you were watching Tiger on Sunday, black and red, in contention at the Masters? It's the most excited I've been for a golf tournament in a long time. Um especially with the early start, just knowing that Tiger's hey, in the hunt here and this really could be happening. Um, very memorable to me. How about you? Um, it's probably... I'm, I guess I'm a lot like a lot of folks that if... And I do watch a bit of golf, but I'm not like my dad who's going to get up every day and watch it, see the European tour, tell me everything about it. Um, but with the early start, it's Sunday, it's the Masters, there's just something magical about it. And then you add in Tiger Woods arguably probably responsible for a generation worth of golfers man it's hard to, it's hard just not to pull for him yeah i think that's very true and i mean this was it felt like as big of a win as he's ever had in his career i mean he used to be so robotic and i think this version of tiger is much more likable in the fact that he's like showing emotions his celebration afterwards was incredible um the celebration with his son with his daughter um, reminded me so much of you know with his dad I guess it was almost 20 years ago um, so it was just really cool to see that side of Tiger see the pure joy as he finally you know got back on the I guess winning another major and especially to do it at the Masters was incredible oh definitely uh it, it, you know it's probably one of the best and I've got it saved my bookmarks and Twitter just the about four minute worth of reaction um you know, it was a little bit of vintage Tiger. You didn't see big fist pumps. You didn't see a lot. It was just same face, going through his motions, knew what he needed to do, came through at one. But I think he hit the good point. Like, it was super great to be able to see him celebrate with his kids, much like he was able to celebrate with his dad. Yeah, that was awesome. Um, and to do so at this age, you know, 43 years old, it had been 11 years since he had won a major. A lot of people thought he never could do it again. Um and to win this one and win it pretty convincingly, I know it was only a one-stroke win at the end, but he really didn't have the same problems that others did on Sunday. Uh, so for me, it was just really, you know, there wasn't a ton of drama there at the end, but it wasn't needed because the moment was just so good on its own. Well, I mean, a drama from a standpoint of, you know, he really left himself like a three-footer to, to win the tournament. But, um, I mean, there were points, you know, through that back nine, I'm pacing in my living room. Uh, you know, Molinari dumps a couple of people are dumping him in the drink and Tiger hits his eight iron crisp right where it needs to go, takes his par, moves on. Uh, I mean, that was a huge swing. Um, I mean, little adventures there on 18 when he ended up putting one kind of there on the on the fringe and then basically sliced it around the tree because he had some mud on the ball. But yeah, it wasn't, you know, drama. We went to overtime or, you know, play some extras or anything like that. But it was still, you know, here's the guy who's the man. Now he's back. Did you think he would ever win another major? Because I was starting to doubt, especially when the, I know the DUI came out about a year or two ago. He had the really bad mug shot, and I was starting to think, man, this this may never really happen. You know, with the physical, um, you know, troubles he's been through, and you've seen, you know, his play decline over the years. Did you ever think he was going to get back to, you know, this level of being winning the Masters and now being in contention for more majors going forward? Oh. I, I want to say you, I've always thought, yeah, Tiger's going to come back, you know. I mean, there was that point two years ago where he was at, I think it was the Masters dinner two years ago, where he leaned over to one of the top guys that's covered golf forever and was like, hey, I'm done. 
I, I probably will never play golf again. And then two years later, he's strolling up 18 with a two-stroke lead, just needing to take his bogey and get the hell out of there and go put a jacket on. So it's, I mean, it's a remarkable story, much much less, you know, between age and how long it's been. But you add in all the back surgeries, the knee being messed up, the drugs, the, you know, personal life being a mess. It's, it's one hell of a story. It is. I was trying to rank it compared to other comebacks. And I think it's right there at the top. It's really hard to, you know, because nobody was the star that Tiger was. So we can talk about Josh Hamilton. We can talk about um, some others. But none of them, you know, were at that top peak where it was, Michael Jordan levels of fame where people who didn't follow golf um, became golf fans. People who didn't even like sports knew of Tiger Woods. Um, how would you compare it to other comebacks? Uh, it's the greatest sports comeback of all time. I'm going to go hands down. Like I'll, I'll, I'll own this one. I will stand and die on this hill. When you look at the dominance that was Tiger Woods for nearly a decade, um, it was not... You know, oh man, I wonder if Tiger's going to win. It's, it's how much is Tiger going to win by this time? You know, and he's doing, I think it was the U.S. Open, and he's like minus eighteen, and it's like you've you've got to be kidding me. Uh, you know, here's the guy who went and inspired entire generations of golfers. You know, when Tiger was coming up and dominating, they weren't doing the workout regiments. There wasn't the guys that look like Brooks Kepka or Dustin Johnson that are straight beasts. And then you see Tiger come back through. Game's a little different, but he's crafty. So for me to go from the absolute pinnacle of sport to best ever, it's not if he's going to be Jack, it's when he's going to be Jack, to he may never play again, he went to jail, the mugshot's terrible, like, you know, he'd play a tournament and then not make the cut. Like, to come back and do it the way he did it, man, to me it's the best ever. What do you think? Yeah, I think so too. And in addition to all those like pitfalls you mentioned, there were a lot of times where he'd enter a tournament and then withdraw, you know, Thursday or Friday because he was in so much pain because uh, it wasn't going well. And it's just to come back to this level um, to play that well in that big of a spot is just incredible. Um, and the you know the lows he had were so much more public than others. Like if we consider Josh Hamilton, he had some, you know, pretty big. A pretty big fallout too after being you know the first overall pick in the draft but it didn't play out on a public scene where people didn't know josh hamilton outside of baseball everybody knew about the tiger woods scandal because of how public it was um because of you know the police reporting and it was all over the news so this was just in addition to all the injuries he came back from pretty much rock bottom personally um but it's, it's just an incredible comeback the other ones that came to mind were i guess mario lemieux um dealt with you know injuries and illness came back to a really high level so i think he's up there too but it's hard to have anybody else compared to tiger especially you know after what we just saw definitely it's i think with the josh hamilton like you know if you know this baseball story you realize what his lofty expectations were his issues with you know drugs and alcohol and addiction and then be able to come back and be able to perform great levels is you know a hell of a testament to him and and the story I think between him, you know, you could, I guess you could throw Jordan in there if you want to say he took a year off, played baseball, and came back and played really good. You know, Lemieux had back injuries, cancer, a bunch of things along those kind of lines to come back. I think those get a little bit lost because they're team sports. So, while Josh can come back, hit, you know, 50 home runs, awesome. You know, Lemieux comes back and, you know, can be a difference maker for an individual sport like golf is, where it's literally him and his caddy 
if he messes up, it's not like he's like, oh, well, you know, the third line really messed, you know, didn't do anything or the bullpen blew up. Like, it's it's all on Tiger. Uh, for me, I guess the closest one that's not a, a team sport would, I guess, be Nicky Lauda uh, with his absolutely nasty wreck when he was driving for Ferrari um, and then come back as quick as he did and still be as great as he was is quite a testament to him. Yeah, that's a great example. And if anybody hasn't seen the movie Rush, I'd highly recommend it. Um, Ron Howard film about that exactly, and it was really, really well done. Yeah, it's a fantastic movie. Um, you know, kind of sheds, sheds a bit of light. Now, it's not necessarily about Nicky Lauda, but uh, he is plus a main character there. So it's, spoiler alert, he gets in an accident, uh, in case you didn't know that one. But it is a, just a quite a fantastic movie. You know, as we were preparing this pod, I kept thinking, you know, what comebacks make it? It's just, you know... For me, I think it's just where it means so much to a lot of people is for what golf means to them, uh, really what Tiger Woods means to them and what you know golf means to a lot of folks. Like I still wear black and red on Sunday when I go play on the course. Um, it's part of the reason why I started playing golf. One, I could enjoy it with my dad, but two, man, look at Tiger Woods. Now I want to go out there and be like Tiger. Um, you know, did he have any impact on you deciding to play golf and you know spend some time out on the golf course with your dad or anything like that? Yeah, I think definitely contributed to that. I think anytime you're witnessing greatness, um, it should be appreciated. Even, you know, I'm not a Sidney Crosby fan in hockey, but I can also acknowledge, you know, we're watching something really special right here. And with Tiger, he brought so much attention to the sport. He made you want to go out there and play. Um, and he wasn't just, you know, another golfer winning a tournament. This was a guy taking over the sport and coming for Jack's records, which I want to get into in a little bit. Um, but yeah, I mean, it that in addition to you know my dad playing golf has you know piqued my interest and uh you know definitely being a sport that you can you know do as you you know age a little bit i've seen that my hockey days are over and uh basketball days are over and golf's more my speed now so um i'm excited to dive more into it and i think tiger's played a big role in that i i agree 100 percent. you can uh, age a little bit better playing golf than you can uh you know playing basketball or hockey i mean I play with my dad a lot and a lot of his uh, friends at at the uh, at the country club, and I got guys that are 85 whooping my butt up and down the course all day long. And you know, here's a guy I had a hip replacement last year. I'm like, yeah, well, I'm 30, and you're killing me. Yeah. Uh, I guess if we go into a bit of can he catch Jack? So Tiger's 43. He's had four back surgeries, um, and it was almost 11 years between majors. Right now, he's got 15. Nicholas had 18. Do you think he can approach 18? Man, if you if you would ask me three years ago, it would have been like, nah, Tiger's going to be at 14. He's done, doesn't have a shot. Can he get there? I think so. Um, he, I think he's found a little bit of the formula as far as how much rest he needs, where his game's at. Because um, if you kind of go through the statistics, Tiger didn't play that super great, if you really look at it from a putting standpoint and you know, long drives and those kind of deals, if you look at all the stats. Um, but his experience is fantastic. Um, did you ever listen to the Marty Smith America podcast last April with Tiger? I did. Yeah, and as yeah. usual, uh, Marty Smith delivered there. Oh, yeah. The thing that, that I, I took away and, and talk about a lot outside of that is when Tiger talked about how he putts by memory which to me blows my mind because I'm like, how do you remember every, every round, every shot, being able to do that? It's almost, uh, it's almost I don't want to say freaky, but it's, I mean, he's a pro, so it's his job. But So you kind of look at where they go and can he get a couple more majors? 
I think as long as he keeps hitting irons well, putts well, it's hard to keep him out of contention. So I think he can get there. It's it's going to be tough. He's still got, I'd say, four, five good more years. So you figure another seven, 18 tries to see if he can't squeeze out two or three more. Yeah, I hope he gets, you know, 16 so that it really becomes, you know, a story and every major matters that much more. Um, I'm going to be definitely, you know, watching closely. And I think if it does, if he does approach 16, 17, um, with 18 being in his grasp, the ratings are just going to be insane. Like, I, I can't wait to see the sport come back to those kind of levels. Oh, yeah. And I, I think we're kind of at the point, and one of the things that struck me at the end is we're kind of almost at a passing passing of the torch. Uh, like you said, Tiger is 43, four back surgeries, you know, all that nine yards. But one of the big things I took away is if you noticed all the guys that were waiting for him at the clubhouse. Uh, so you had a lot of the young guys – you know, Rory was there. Um, I think Ricky Fowler, Ricky Fowler was, there. was there. Yeah, Ricky was there. I think Kepka was there. So it's really that next generation that will probably end up taking the torch from him. We're all happy for him. Yeah, I was listening to – actually, I was listening to Marty Smith while I was in the gym today. So, yay, Marty Smith. I'm getting plugs all over the place here. Um, but it was actually his last week's podcast where he did some wrap-up. And you talk about how they all look like – proud relatives like hey that's you know either my uncle doing it or that's my you know brother like it, it was quite different to see how how excited everybody else was too yeah that was really cool i don't know if that would have always been the case if he hadn't had um you know those down years but it was really cool to see the whole you know the whole sport the whole field really rally around him is there another golfer that has piqued your interest and in, you know become somebody you're a fan of one of the younger golfers that you think can carry on after tiger um, as far as younger golfers, I would say, you know, I'm always impressed by what DJ can do driving. Uh, Cause I mean, I've seen that up close when, um, two years ago at the Wells Fargo championship, when it was here in Wilmington, uh, to be, see those kind of guys up close is absolutely insane. Um, I like Kepka. Uh, his backstory is quite good. If you haven't, you know, looked him up and kind of his deal is really good. Um, if I had to pick a golfer not Tiger that I'm a huge fan of, it's Pat Perez. Uh, again, it's another kind of Wells Fargo Championship deal, but we were sitting there watching. He's at the uh, driving range, just hitting some balls out of the sand on. I think it was Wednesday because I was there all week. Um, just you know, just smoking eight irons out of the sand like it's no big deal. Stuart Appleby comes up. He goes, uh, oh, "Hey man, what's what's going on?" He's like, "Oh yeah, just you off the hill with you." He's like, "Oh no, I don't care, man, man." I thought you were dead. Dead serious to, to Stuart Abbey. He's a great golfer. Man, I thought you were dead. Well, well, at least you still got your health. <laughs> so, guy's a comedian. He, he talks a lot of smack on the course. Uh, doesn't play anything less than 10 grand a hole. Like, he's he's quite funny. Uh, his wife's super hot, so good for him. But uh, if you get a chance to watch a little bit of Pat Perez or if you have to be at a, at a course at a tournament, follow him around a little bit. He's quite funny. That's cool, Yeah. I'm trying to learn more and more about some of these guys and some of their backstories. Of course, Rory's still interesting um, to me, Jordan Spieth. Um, and I got to learn more of these younger guys. Some of the guys you even mentioned there, I got to learn more about because um, I'm a, more of a casual fan getting into it a bit more here. Um, but it's an exciting time for golf, I think. it's Especially in like the social media era, I think golf does really well where you can you know hear something's happening and run to your TV and be part of it um, instead of just hearing about it on SportsCenter the next day. So I think that's something where 
if Tiger's in the hunt and it's getting towards, you know, Saturday, Sunday, you're going to get more and more viewership because the buzz is happening. Oh, definitely. Uh, he, he's fantastic for the sport as far as being able to draw interest and say, hey, you know, Tiger's in and I'm definitely going to watch. So it automatically gives you exposure. Like Tony Finau is a fantastic golfer. He played, him, played with him um, in the final round. He's a guy from, you know, his Polynesian background, but insanely good golfer that people don't know too much about. Um, you look at Patrick Cantley, he's super good. Uh, he's coming right along. Uh, if you haven't watched Francisco Molinari before, he's 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 what you get. Like the dude doesn't. I'm surprised he threw a couple in the drinks. He doesn't get rattled. He's stone cold. Literally, um, it's like the uh, Kristen Stewart of golf. He doesn't show any emotion whatsoever. What you say? Oh, hey man, you just won the Masters. Same expression as hey man, your dog just died. It's literally the same thing. So he's he's quite good, quite funny. So, I mean, it, it's nice for these guys to get exposure. Like I said, when Tiger's in the hunt, everybody's tuning in. Yeah. It helps all of them, too, because they're getting that exposure and then hopefully, um, you know, carrying the ratings down the road. I think we have to talk about the overzealous security guard who almost took Tiger out. Um, what were your thoughts when you saw that? Because I didn't see it live, but I saw that on Twitter, and it was insane. I mean, that, that guy really could have, like, really hurt him. Yeah, um, it's like why was he going that fast? I don't understand. Um, to give an, give an idea for those that haven't been to a tournament or haven't been uh, marshalling, Tiger was in basically the gallery. He was in the crowd at that point because he sliced it. I don't know if he sliced it or pulled it. I don't remember which side he was on. He was on the left yeah, side. So he, he probably pulled, pulled it a little bit. Um, so part of every golfer, every every pair is going to have at least one cop with him, if not more. Uh, plus, you're gonna have marshals that move the crowd out of the way. The problem is, you got a lot of stupid fans. So after the ball sit, they want to go see it. They want to get close to Tiger. So the security guards really kind of running a little bit to kind of get behind Tiger to kind of keep people off him. Because the last thing you want to do is touch a golfer while he's playing or try to get in his head because they don't want to talk to you. They're working. So it's got to respect that. Uh, I think the pine straw got him slipped a little bit. I mean, if he would have taken Tiger out, the dude probably would have to move yeah. change his name and europe's looking real nice for him because there'd be a bounty out for him yeah it'd be a barman situation i mean i'm looking at it right here and i know he doesn't slide on purpose but it looks like he's trying to like take out the second baseman to break up a double play like he goes in hard <laughs> yeah this isn't not it's not quite chase Utley in the playoffs nah. but uh yeah he's he's trying to do his job get behind him yeah uh, i sympathize with him uh, sympathize with all those marshals like it's it's a hard job yeah uh but man that could have been disastrous it would have been that would have been the story of the masters regardless of what had happened because obviously tiger's out he can't win but you imagine what that would have been hey tiger was in contention and looking great and the security guard took him out on you know on the whole would have been insane um any final thoughts here on tiger before we uh, tell the folks about our next podcast coming up this weekend um, I gotta say, I'm super glad he's back. It's great for golf. It's really exciting. Um, I can't. I'm super happy for him to be able to share that moment with his kids, so they can say, "Hey, he's not just that guy on YouTube that was good at golf. He really is good at golf. Something he enjoys." Uh, so I'm really happy for Tiger. It's super great. Can't wait for the next next tournament he's in. Um, that's kind of where I'm at with it. I love Tiger. Love seeing it. Yeah, and for the kids to be old enough to remember that is key. I think. Like you mentioned, just to watch it on YouTube isn't the same experience. Um, they got to see what it's like to have Tiger, you know, wearing the red on Sunday, uh, intimidating the field, coming up with a huge win. Um, so very, very cool. 
Um, I guess that kind of wraps up this podcast. Um, we This weekend, we're going to be having on Robert Cowper from Reality Sports Online. He's their draft guru. Um, so we're going to be talking about day one and day two of the draft and excited to get his opinions, um, not only from a fantasy perspective, but just overall about the most important skill position players. So the quarterbacks taken, running backs, receivers, tight ends. Um, so definitely looking forward to that podcast. Uh, it's going to be epic, so you definitely don't want to miss this one. Uh, I know a lot of chatter gets put out around draft time, but I think this one's going to be super great. Uh, Bob is the man um, over at RSO when it comes to draft time, so for him to give us a few minutes of time, super, super great for him. Uh, I won't steal any of his thunder, but I'm really excited to see kind of what happens on you know draft first, second round, third round, you know, first couple days there. Yeah, I mean, I love talking to these guys that watch a lot of the film. Um, not just regurgitating information they saw from McShay and Kuiper or, you know, watching the draft shows. I know he watches a ton of tape and has, you know, a ton of his own um, grades on players. So I'm excited to hear more about who he's high on, who he's more down on than others, what landing spots he likes, doesn't like. Um, and there will definitely be some storylines from the draft, some big trades. I'm sure we're going to have stuff to talk about there, too. So I'm um, thrilled to have him on. And you should probably expect that podcast to be dropping on Saturday afternoon. Yep, we're going to try to get that out as quick as we can for you guys uh, once we get a quick edit on it. But really excited to have Bob on. Like I said, if you're not playing on Reality Sports Online yourself, uh, it will change the way you do fantasy football. So if you're big into that, you have to check out RSO. Um, It's honestly my favorite way to play, and I would make every league RSO if I could. But with that one, we do appreciate you guys listening, uh, getting a little Tiger Talk before we talk with Bob in the draft on Saturday. So make sure you like, rate, subscribe, uh, give us some feedback, talk to us, tell us what you think. We can't do this without you guys. We really appreciate it. You can find me on Twitter at DrewFerraro88. You can find the podcast at Evo Sports. Dave, tell the folks where you can find them. Sure. D Sanders 877 and and as always we appreciate you guys listening can't wait to catch you guys on the next one it won't stop recording